Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Last night we spent a lot of time looking at this lunatic shooter in Buffalo's 180-page-long manifesto. I've read more about that. I mean, I've read more of the manifesto, and mm-hmm. it's so sad, dude. It is so sad what 4chan, what, not what 4chan did to this guy, but what this guy did to himself because of what he was reading on 4chan. All he ever really had to do was back away and Google the stuff that he was reading on 4chan to mm-hmm. find out whether or not it was true. And he probably would not have become a psychopath. He probably would not have become a, a mass murderer. But he was he said he was already a communist when he was 12 years old, and he just went a little yeah, bit I, more I, to the right. I know into, a bunch of communists who aren't, shooting, who aren't shooting and killing people. Well, that doesn't mean that they wouldn't. Right, like communists. You like look at Sarah the history of communism. Has never went on a mass murder spree. Sure, but she supports it. There's a big difference between someone ideologically supporting that, like Sarah, and that they probably don't actually even actually support it, and someone who's actually willing to go out and murder. No doubt, there is a big difference. But I mean, in the history of communism, the communist uh, administrations have found the people who are willing to go out and murder people, and. Those people get plenty of jobs, plenty of work. There's plenty of murder. Certainly, we have those on. now. I mean, yeah. in the American system, we have soldiers, we have police, we have all of those things already. But the the point was, like, he rails against the Jews because, of course, he does. He's a white supremacist, and that, right. that's what they do. Governor Kathy Hochul, that's the woman who took over. She was the lieutenant governor prior to Cuomo uh, being run out on a rail for sexual harassment, like, last okay. year or whenever it was. She's back in the news now, bostonherald.com with a report from the Tribune News Service, and uh, she's calling the vile online manifesto attributed to the Buffalo shooter, citing it rather, Governor Hochul on Sunday urged social media companies to crack down on hate speech, calling the website's, quote, instruments of evil, Hmm. unquote. She says, I'm calling on the CEOs of all the social media platforms to examine their policies and to be able to look me in the eye and tell me that everything is being done that they can to make sure this information is not spread. Hmm. She told CNN State of the Union, speaking a day after 18-year-old Peyton Gendron, who is white, killed 10 in an attack targeting black people in Buffalo, New York. That's a really interesting question. They've gone after Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and the U.S. government has, and they've done all sorts of hearings. They've never targeted 4chan, though. They never dragged in the owners of 4chan and were like, hey, you have to come attend this hearing about censoring people and not allowing this information to be released. Can they find the owners of 4chan? By the way, the shooter in Buffalo, he is anti-cryptocurrency. That is crystal clear in his 180-page rambling manifesto that we examined last night dude he has a section in there that's just memes yeah that, he does yeah, his manifesto right. like does he go into does he go into depth why he is a he's not a fan because i've noticed this recently uh, yeah, about a lot of uh, very very strong left left-leaning marxists uh hate crypto for some for some reason it's like why i don't because i don't even get it it's an invention of libertarians essentially because they say that they think the jews it? control it or something or just some, some no, odd, another oddball they hate libertarians and cryptocurrency is steeped in libertarianism yeah but lots of capitalists is it oh is it because capitalists own it's a capitalist uh uh method means no, I think it's just because they oppose libertarianism for ideological reasons, so the preferred currency of libertarians is garbage to them. Well, 
Maybe that's it. And we'd have to get one of them on the air to, to, to clarify, and I don't think Sarah's going to qualify. But I think that what it could also be is they realize that they cannot control it. So like all central planners, mm. they are against it from a philosophical perspective. But see, in that he's way. in favor of gold, and they, they can't yeah, he, really he's... control gold either. Number four is uh, next point. It is toxic to the environment through endless mining and overuse of oh, graphic that's cards. That's another one. Yeah, so are credit cards, idiots. And all the banks. And when you think of all yeah. of the credit card transactions, the millions of tra- uh, transactions that are taking place every day, what mm-hmm. do you, how do you think that gets to the bank? Well, even if he's right, that only applies to proof-of-work coins. And so far, mm-hmm. there's been no fundamental flaw found with proof-of-stake that prevents it from being viable as a methodology. Mm-hmm. Ethereum is slowly moving to proof of stake. There are proof of stake coins out there like Blackcoin already that exist and they're doing just fine. So we could easily move to proof of, if it was true, if it was proven to be true that yes, Bitcoin and proof of work is destroying the environment. Okay, well, we still already have another solution ready to be rolled out that doesn't have that issue. And, and one other thing when it comes to energy consumption, this is why the power plants who are in peak hours, mm-hmm. which they have more energy they can consume, they can use, they yep. can't store it. What better thing to you to, to use it on except Bitcoin mining or any any yeah. kind of crypto mining? So you and they say otherwise you pro- lose that energy. And they say it doesn't produce anything, and that's fundamentally true. And you prove that it isn't true. You use uh, miners to heat part of your house. Or oh yeah, that's another, that's another good. If you if you're in <laughs> yeah. New England, that is an actual product, a thing that is being produced by the mining of cryptocurrency. Heat. That is real. <laughs> Uh, the world runs yeah. on heat, right? Yeah. Producing heat's a big deal. So, that, so, what, so what am I going to do this this summer? Except Turn move everything off. down to the basement. <laughs> Speaking very much of the uh, FBI's activities, people are saying that uh, that this Buffalo shooting was, you know, they, they knew he was uh, on the edge and... I mean, they actually, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, put put this guy in the mental hospital to... Well, he'd been evaluated plenty was, of times uh, before. He threatened to shoot up his school correct. or something to that effect, and nothing yeah, ever came yeah. about. He was actually put in a mental and, ward? I didn't know that background on him. Yeah, I, hmm. also, um, you know, you, you go to the January 6th things, they say that that was also, you know, FBI sourced, you know, the, sure. the Gretchen, what's her name, in Michigan, uh, so-called kidnapping. This is this, you know, it, it goes all the way back to uh, to uh, the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. I I think that there were, uh, you know. Yeah, there's long Asian been theories about uh, Oklahoma City and elsewhere. Thank you, that Bad was Slave, for the McVay, call. Right? There have been plenty of events that have taken place at the Capitol. Bombings, uh, you know, people storming the building with weapons. Uh, but not this many people. Wasn't there some Democratic they, they bombed, like, intern They bombed the damn building up? in the past. Wasn't right. there a Democratic like intern or something whose car blew up? I, I have not heard that one. Okay. I could be mistaken. Well, I th- they have definitely blown this so far out of proportion. It's dumb. It's just stupid at this point. It's oh, like, yeah. why are you still talking about this? There are other things. There are other e- events that they're are taking getting place. Political, they're getting political points off of yeah, this. And people are feeding it. There's a certain 
faction who are feed they feed off of this type of fear, this type of, you mm-hmm. know, uh, forewarning. Well, people like Kathy Hochul, the New York exactly. Democrat. Oh, and she probably doesn't, just like Gretchen Whitmar that we were just talking about, Hochul probably doesn't give a flip, fly and flip about this. Mm-hmm. She, but she is definitely using it. This is how she's going to get reelected. Yep. Well, and now she's using uh, the the shooting in Buffalo as an excuse to demand that social media, quote, t- uh, the second it hits the platform, they have to identify when information like this needs to be taken down because this is spreading like wildfire. These theories that result in the radicalization of a young person sitting in their house is deeply scary, and it's something that has to be dealt with. So, okay, well, so what, don't so what make do him we, sit in his house for two years during a lockdown then. Right? Yeah, you created this. Uh, so what do they do? They push it further underground by um, canceling out and causing people to have to go dark web. He's talking about this replacement theory, which is popular on the far right. The doctrine holds that people of color are replacing whites with help from elites. She calls the theory truly disgusting. This is the thing I don't get, though. Like, even if all of this was true, because uh, the manifesto, it did say this, like, you know, I, I can't live in this world knowing that the white race is going to be extinguished and replaced. Like, okay, first of all, you won't even be alive when it happens. So what do you care? But even if you were going to be alive, what do you care what, what does it matter? Why, why are people so attached to this idea of, oh, my particular skin color must live on? I guess it's their only sense of identity. It's really sad. It is sad. Well, these are, this guy is an identitarian. Yeah. Uh, and not just a racist. He's a, you know, it's more, it's more sp- specific than that. And he, this is all he cares about. Um, I don't, why? I, don't, I, I, don't, I, th- I think that these people, they see, uh, they see minority groups who have like a community, they have a family. And I think that on some level they might be envious. I think they might want that themselves. And so mm-hmm. they get together with their other white friends. And by the way, See, I did. See, but they're mistaken on that point. And that, that's where the big disconnect comes in. There are plenty of strong Italian communities. So if we are going to have 100% full free speech where this guy could be on, he could be on Facebook right now where my mom is mm-hmm. and he's, he's spouting this type of nonsense would there would do you think there would actually be help for this this type of person do you think that this would uh, be fixed be fixable or would it never even occur in the first place because he wouldn't have been no it's pushed, easily pushed into the dark pose law says that the best way to get the correct answer on the internet is to give the incorrect answer and the reason I say pose law is because, because that's incorrect because you, of all the people who want to come out and if you post that statement on Facebook you will immediately Within within an hour, is, have someone come and say, "No, that's not Poe's law. That's actually X's law." Because I don't remember what it oh, okay. uh, what it actually is. But it's one hundred percent true. People cannot stand to see someone on the internet who they think is wrong. I didn't know there was a word for it. That makes I that, that's, that's what I said earlier. It makes perfect sense. So yeah, um, okay. Well, I just I just answered my question. Uh, but no, Hochul. You're on the wrong track here. This is not what this is not what you wanted. And like well, I said, she is on the right track as an authoritarian. As an authoritarian. And by the way, that's I, what I, she does. As I said earlier, I don't believe that she cares two flips about this guy or the people who died. No, she it, cares about power. Oh yeah, she cares about control. As does Chuck Schumer, who they also cite in this story from Boston Herald. He also called for the crackdown uh, by social media. "Quote: We must address the disturbing reality that the internet and social media enable purveyors of evil." Y'all were talking about what a racist is earlier, um, and I think that you you miss something that is rather important. Racism is a spectrum, right? So is it? I grew up being told, like not me being told, but my sisters being told not to date black men, and then 
my uncle believed that none of Jesus, his dude, where are you from? Georgia. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Mississippi, and even we... It, it was unspoke. It was understood. You know, Dad would be really upset if my sister did, but there, there was never any command or order like oh. you're talking about. So I, I, I'm just surprised to hear that. Go ahead. So my my sisters were told, but me and my brothers were not. My uncle told all of his children. Well, it right, probably was didn't... definitely understood that you, Stephen, were not allowed to date black men. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I'll. Absolutely. But, like, there was never any, like, it was not okay to, like, say the N-word. It was not okay to be racist. Like, besides that, like, that was the that was the line that my family drew. We can take the whitest person and put them next to the blackest black person and say, okay, well, these are clearly different races. But, okay, but there's a huge, there's 7 billion other people out there that are between those two. And at what point are you going to draw the line and say, this person's white and this person's black? To me, it's just a category that humans made up. Sure, there there, well, are, it's not just the, there it, are genetic lines and there are differences between these genetic lines and stuff like that, but the idea of race and how it's so heavily based on skin color is just yet, absolute and, nonsense. Exactly, but why sure. do people spend so much of their day thinking about it? And picking which race they identify with. I but, wish we could just eliminate... I like what you're saying here, Arya. I wish we could eliminate the concept and just talk about the human race talk, talk instead. About, and individuals. And individuals. There's no doubt about it. But, but, but people clump themselves into these communities, into yep. these groups, and they want to be a part of some tribe, some group, because that's... Well, I mean, evolution. even though there's tremendous differences within the black community, right? Like right. some people who are black are conservatives. Some people who are black are not conservatives and what, so on. Right? Biden, like, Biden was clear. Those people aren't really black. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so at the end of the day. Uh, Biden decides uh, what race you are. Well, sure. So, politicians so, want to divide people. They want politicians want to keep racism alive. Oh as hell much yeah! As they talk as much as they talk against it. The pitchfork bearers versus them. the the torch bearers yeah, keep them, them keep them busy fighting amongst themselves, and they can go off and do whatever the hell they want. Replacement theory is a left uh, ideology, which which focuses on replacing white workers with immigrants. Uh, if you go around this country, even in our own town here, you'll hear the local mayor and whatnot, uh, and, and and especially left-leaning individuals who realize that there's a Ponzi scheme problem. There is a social security problem where we don't have enough workers. And so they're always going on about how we need to bring in migrants, immigrants, refugees uh, from other countries from these war-ravaged countries, mm-hmm. which, by the way, are probably war-ravaged, done with missiles that were purchased uh, from American uh, uh, companies. Sure. Uh, so you're always hearing these this argument that we need to bring these people in to prop the, the Ponzi scheme up. Uh, so this is... Uh, I, and I agree with this. I think that this is, in fact, uh, you know, the, the people... They might not say it themselves. The people who want to bring refugees in this country are not going to say that it's all about replacement theory, but that's what the naysayers will say that it is. It's a it's a left leaning um, uh, thought process that involves bringing more, basically bringing more worker drones into the country. So I guess the difference between like libertarians is that I don't want to bring refugees and immigrants here. I just don't care if they come here. Have you heard that story that that Superman story was actually inspired by the story of Moses? No, so never that, heard that one. You mean it mean he was put in a in an ark, a basket, and he was found by a woman who 
raised him as her son. Yeah, that's oh, a, okay. I see that. But he was well, and he was also a messiah figure. So you've got that yeah, connection. Yeah, he was like a. Well, the thing is that the couple that sold the the rights to Superman, they were actually a Jewish couple, from what I was told. So huh. I learned, yeah, they so they knew the Bible story pretty well, the Old Testament. So um. Now the now, 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 like Superman a, is a hundred. That's a hundred year old comic. This wow. is they were making Superman when it was black and white. So I mean, are we talking about the what creators are you talking about? Well, weren't there people that sold the copyrights to that story so they couldn't make the once they sold the rights, they could not collect the royalties and they sold it for like a thousand two hundred dollars, like eighty years ago. They were they were a Jewish couple. So are you a big comic book as, fan or something, Sarah? No, I, I I learned this from going to the Legacy Church. It was part What's of that? the that church that was the the. Uh, it was the a church where Sarah almost died because someone tested positive. As far as the hatred for the Jews and races and such, the hatred for the Jews goes back to ancient times because they were all tribal, and they taught their children, you know, numbers and how to read and whatnot before you could. Uh, have your bar mitzvah for bat mitzvah, depending on if you were a boy or a girl, you had to be, you know, lettered and such. They had to be able to tell the name of their ancestors all the way back to Adam before they could have their little 13th birthday party there and become a man. I don't know that so, it was uh, envy, though. That seems to be what you're suggesting. Um, it, my understanding of, you know, the Old Testament is not saying this is true of people today, but the Jews really liked to start wars back then. And well, th- this is were, their own accounting of what happened then, and they're constantly starting wars with people, according to the Bible. They, they were conquered many times and dispersed over the world, but no matter where they went, they stayed together, and wherever they went, they were lettered. So they were generally smarter than the people that they were replacing. You know, they they get work their ways into the royal courts and such. It's rumored quite... Uh, notoriously that uh, Christopher Columbus was a Jew that weaseled his way into the Spanish court. And it it goes back to being lettered. I mean, if you can't count your gold, how are you going to know if you're being cheated? I don't know. That's why they became became bankers and, and, you know, uh, lawyers and all this kind of thing. Well, I just want to know about this Handmaid's Tale. I mean, you're saying people are predicting that it's happening. Can you tell us about what well, it I, is? So, so basically, I have no, I, you know I'm a dystopian guy. I read all mm-hmm. these books, uh, and uh, I just want to understand my enemy better. Okay. Uh, and, of course, I had, uh, you know, I was working the last two weeks, and I had lots of time to, I didn't read it, by the way. I listened to audiobook. Okay. the audiobook. It was narrated by, I guess, the girl who, who plays in the show. Oh. I think her name is Emma Stone or something, or Emma something. Hmm. Um. So here's my takeaway. Uh, first and foremost, have you guys ever? Uh, th- and by the way, uh, disclaimer: I read, I listened to the 1985 book, The Handmaid's Tale. I have not seen the show, nor mm-hmm. will I. Oh, okay. Uh, and I have not read any of the other p- m- books in the series, which I will not. How many are there? I think there's three. There okay. may be there may be more. But uh, so so I don't know anything about what the show has uh, tried to convey. I know what the book, what I've gotten out of the book, which mm-hmm. is, I think it was 10 hours, so it's a short book. Um, 
Have you guys, are you guys familiar with the Harle- Harlequin romance novels? I am, yeah. The ones with Fabio on the front? Yep. And there are thousands of these things? Yeah. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're thousands, dirt cheap. Yeah. I, sell- I read my first romance novel while I was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sell- read mine when I worked at a casino long, long ago. So <laughs> someone left one in a room and it just ended up in one of the rooms, at one of our storage rooms. And, you know, we don't have anything else to do. So I was they're like, I'm going to re- grab this. Read it. It's, oh, man, they're it absolutely bad. ridiculous. I had seen Aria uh, talking to uh, Chris Cantwell, that guy from all those years ago, and crazy guy, I know. (laughs) But I wanted to really know from you all, do you all see this sort of thing just rising and becoming a very prevalent threat? No. No. If anything, it's it's getting less. Now, Now, the media is making it out to be the most horrific event that has taken place in our lifetimes and that if we're not careful it's going to uh, basically it's basically there's a white nationalist right across the street from me and and he's on the internet right now planning and plotting uh, and if we're not if we're not careful he's going to burn down the capitol building of new hampshire because uh, it all in the name of uh, white nationalism that's what they're leading us to believe but uh, no i i grew up in the deep south i actually grew up with other because that's what we get a lot from uh, commenters that we're three white people in a room in New Hampshire with mm-hmm. a very, very uh, low diversity uh, uh, ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in the Deep South. I have actually experienced uh, r- racism uh, inflicted upon me, mm. like in a like in a horrific bad in a bad way. Um, what they call you honky? Yeah. No, no, no. I was I was about to get my I was about to get my ass whooped because wow. I was in the wrong side of town. The globalists. Uh, the elite, they're working on every single wedge that they can possibly inflict, you know, whether it be race, whether it be class, whether it be sex. Uh, it's yeah. it's and it's and it's working. And really, but I still don't like you're, you. But you mentioned whether we think this is worse than it's ever been. Nah, I think it's I think it's about what it's always been. I tend to agree yeah, with that. I, I guess I'm more so worried about like the, the future, you know, just because <laughs> I mean, I've Speaking I've seen that, I've seen you know. news coverage of people being water hosed down, uh, and do- dogs set on them, and people just walking out of the out of their their uh, their mob and striking activists. Uh, I don't see that this is and this is from fifty sixty years ago. I don't see anything like that now, except a lot of microaggressions. Oh, some dude cut in front of me at the line. <laughs> He's racist. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick. There's no point in, in worrying about it because it's not going to make anything any better. There are actions that you can take to try to make a better future for yourself. So, you know, depending on what your belief system okay. is, you could migrate. And, I would just say, hmm? yeah, I would definitely say the, the number one cure for this kind of thing is definitely humor. And I, I think Aria did a fantastic job standing up to Chris Cantwell like that. And just, the, the, I mean, he's emotionally insecure for one. I mean, just listening to the guy, he was just really not that great. There's a huge difference between like uh, CNC though and dominant. CNC is consensual non-consent. That's that's the official term used in communities for rape fantasies because the word rape is pretty harsh and mm-hmm. you don't want to go around saying that. So it's CNC, <laughs> right? When you consider that these people were, uh, when when you consider that because we're now we're skipping ahead to the study, but this was this is consensual acts. Yes. How do you? How can you put rape into a consensual act? So it doesn't even make well, sense from not, the get go. It's CNC. It's consensual non-consent. It's pretend. Okay. Well, sixty percent of women are into it. I'm not surprised, but I mean that that that's not surprising. But I I want to. The, the, there's another reason that we get away from the word rape. Uh, that people use the word CNC. It's that 
there is no consenting to being raped. No, no, almost no one out there That's wants the definition to be raped, right? right? Right. But consensual non-consent is a different thing. That they're in control there. It's like the dom-sub relationship. The dom isn't really the one in control. So as long there. as there is a safe word uh, and, and a way out, then it's. The it sub is, is ultimately well. The sub is ultimately the one in control because they're the ones with the safe word. They can make things stop at any time. Right. The liberals have been telling me forever and ever this is all patriarchy, mm. which it is. There are some levels of this going on, but no, it's a caste system. You have all these different castes, and they all have, and they're all on the, they're all, all on the level. And handmaidens, when you say by this, the way, do you mean the book or the real world? The book. Okay. So yes, you have your handmaidens, which aren't at the bottom of the level, by the way. And then you have your Marthas. Your Marthas are like your your housewife, uh, 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 your servants. So rather than just a hierarchy, what what are these things? What do they do? What does a handmaid do in this world? Bears just children. Sex, right? Okay. Bears does children. she take care of the child too? Nope. And no. the Marthas? She has a child and then she moves on to the next commander. Oh. And what do the Marthas do? The Marthas are the, uh, they're, they're the house servants. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have the aunts. And the aunts are the... Uh, the strict authoritarians who control the handmaidens, and, 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 which includes uh, rearing, uh, uh, okay. acclimatizing to them to their new job. Russia is talking about sending nukes to the border. Two other European countries are talking about joining NATO. Fourteen mm-hmm. countries are doing drills along Estonia. The Russian government is talking about invading. Um, I don't remember where. It's not Estonia, but it also starts with the E, if I remember correctly. Mm. But it, it's insane. There, there doesn't seem to be anyone on the world saying, going, hey, guys, everyone, can we just chill out for a moment? Can, can we not start World War III? They are all on every side of this. They're doing everything they can, from what I can tell, to push us directly toward World War III. Well, you know, we can't build back better unless we break the egg open. <laughs> oh, man. And maybe World War III is exactly what we need. What we need. Inflation's not doing it fast enough. We don't the need hand, the handmaids aren't doing it fast enough for us. We just need peace and for everyone to chill out and say, oh, you know what? The, the people of Russia are just like the people of the United States. They're just people who are all trying humans. to exist and yeah. be free and live and laugh and love and do all the care and stuff. I agree with you, Aria. And that's you know, unfortunately not a very popular viewpoint. Peace is just it's weak. Mean, weak. Yeah. yeah, people see it as weak. Um, even both sides of the aisle see it as a weakness. Mm. There's also no money in peace. Uh, well, I mean, there's probably more there's money more in wealth. peace than there is yeah. in war. But yeah, there's there's more wealth in total for the peaceful population that's not in war. But it's easier the, to market war for the politically connected. There's less money. CNC is just simply I'm pretending not to consent to this. So mm-hmm. we're so we're going to role play that where I'm resisting or whatever, and you have to do what you can to to force me to comply. Yeah. All right. Well, that's even worse than I thought. <laughs> if women are really if women are into that. Why is that worse? Being taken against I I do have consent. I can I have the safe word, but I still want to fantasize that you are taking me against my will. Yeah. Okay. I I don't I would never want to be on the receiving end of that. What is uh what is a survey actually Depending say? on the decade, some sexual fantasies have been considered unusual by psychiatrists. Among those listed in the 5th edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, masochism, exhibitionism, transvitism, and pedophilia. How rare are fantasies considered unusual or otherwise stigmatized? A team from the Department of Psychology at the University of Quebec at uh, uh, Troy Rivera decided to find out. Quote, although several theories and treatment plans are unusual sexual fantasies as 
use unusual sexual fantasies as a way to identify deviancy, they seldomly describe how the fantasy referred to were determined to be usual. A team led by Christian C. Joyle wrote in uh, what ex- what exactly is an unusual sexual fantasy? Forthcoming in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. 64% of women had fantasized about being dominated sexually. 53% of men had. Now that doesn't necessarily say rape. Nope. Uh, I, I Actually, I did see, I, I saw an unfriendly for radio uh, mm-hmm. list, which actually talks about, which breaks that down. So you have... Uh, you do have do- uh, a dominant type sex, and then you actually have straight up rape mm-hmm. being taken against your will. Okay, but is there a response for that in the survey? Not a, it, yeah, and again, yes. is there also CNC in the survey? I, I I don't even know if that was a brown when they did this ten years ago. I don't. It certainly it was, was. And, and my issue with this is that they the, the word rape is being thrown around a whole lot here. To not in this not in this article. People. Okay, but just around this entire discussion, the word rape is being used an awful lot for us to characterize something that isn't even remotely like rape. I think it's like it's 20%. someone explicitly consenting to an act happening to them, and for some reason, we keep calling that rape. Right, and this is going to talk about consent in a second. The authors of the study seemed particularly interested in finding that support that supported the popularity of Fifty Shades of Grey, which that, that whole book, that's all it is about, about uh, sub and dom. Mm-hmm. Among women, it was found that sexual fantasies of being dominated, being spanked or whipped, being tied up, and being forced to have sex were reported by 30 to 60%, according to the study. I can see why the range there is so large, because that's a huge variety of different 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 things. things. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.